I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. In today's show, you're going to hear about a case study, as it is our month of case studies going on right now. But you're going to hear about a case study that is all anchored around someone looking to organize their life and ultimately thrive, not in a sporting context, but across their health and how they show up for their family, their friends, and of course, in the workplace. And it's pretty compelling. But what you're going to hear as well in the middle of this is one of the strategies that we utilized to help get some real clarity and some purpose and focus around how we should build the program. And that was by utilizing Inside Tracker. Now we use it across our athlete population at Purple Patch, and it's particularly compelling if you're looking to thrive, if you're looking to not just live a long time, but live better throughout that long time. And you can get involved if you would like. All you need to do is head to insidetracker.com slash purplepatch. That's insidetracker.com slash purplepatch. And use this sneaky code, purplepatchpro20. That's purplepatchpro20. And that is going to get you 20% off everything at the store. All right. Have a good one today. This is one that goes beyond athletics. This is about performance for life. Take care. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon. And yes, August is the month of case studies. If we go back, we started with a couple of stories about professional athletes, and that was really compelling. And the last two weeks, we've had some great personal case studies from current Purple Patch athletes. We had one-to-one athlete, David Farsai, and then last week, squaddy athlete, Chris Hughes, who you might remember if you've listened to the show, was right on the edge of giving up through frustrations of injuries and just overdoing it, the sport not integrating into life. But he bravely shifted his perspective and not only got healthy but also ended up getting on the podium as well. Now I enjoyed Chris and David's discussions and honesty and the reflections of their journey and I will add a healthy dose of humility on both of their parts but what I found really compelling is that while both Chris and David excelled athletically in our stories those outcomes were not the things that either of them focused on really it really became apparent that it was about the journey and the results that they have experienced in the broader perspective. And that, I think, is a really nice gateway into this week's show because we're going to collectively hold hands and broaden our horizon because we're going to dig into performance beyond sports this week. This is about performance for life. So what happens when you apply the same methodology, the purple patch methodology, the pillars of performance as we like to call it, and adopt an athletic mindset and some of the strategies utilized by our athletes. But instead of applying it towards getting to a finish line or trying to chase qualification to a world championship, applying it in the pursuit of improving health and how you show up in the workplace and to your family and friends. What's the impact there? Do you hope to optimize your health span? Or said another way, do you want to thrive and not just survive in the long term? Well, today's case study, I believe, has got a few of the secrets to help you on that journey. Now, it's a good one, and it's not a discussion. This is through a coach's lens this week. So I'm going to talk about a lovely guy, VJ, who had quite the experience and quite the journey. And I will add, 
I'll save this, not till the end, but till you now, is still on his performance journey and thriving. But before we dig in, we have got a couple of pieces of news to do. So Barry, let's kick on with it. Let's do Matt's Newsings. Yes, two big things for Matt's Newsings this week. The first, I want to talk about running. Are you getting ready to take on a full marathon maybe? Would you like to get ready and stay healthy, but also utilize a proven system that amplifies your performance and reduces that injury risk? These are sessions that we ingrain into the Run Squad program that actually adjust to your current fitness level so that we as the coaching program can meet you where you're at and take you on a journey to ultimately help you thrive. Now, the whole training program, just as it is across the Tri-Squad program, is ultra-flexible. It's specifically designed, and in fact, it is the only program specifically designed for time-starved athletes, and it makes it incredibly easy for you to adapt your schedule and understand which of the workouts across the landscape of each week are really important, the ones that are going to drive the performance needle. Now, of course, included in the, in, in the Run Squad program is integrated cross-training so that we can keep you healthy and keep keep you getting to success via routes other than that muscle pound in running and fully integrated video strength. Yes, you get access to our full strength program to take you on the journey. So whether you're training for life, whether you're training for a running marathon, it is important and critical that you integrate strength. So our run squad program, it is absolutely magical for anyone that is looking to thrive and improve. Now, it covers all your distances, ultra marathon, half marathon, 10K, or maybe you're just frustrated and don't see yourself as a runner. We have every race build taking you all the way to your race day so that you can be successful. All right, so Run Squad, you can reach out to us, info at purplepatchfitness.com, or you can head to the website, purplepatchfitness.com, go to the Run Squad tab, and we're going to take care of you and make sure that you have a great success. Why don't you come and join me? I'm getting ready for an ultra right now, and I'm using exactly this program. Would you like to join me? We might even hang out a little bit. Perhaps we'll go for a little run. And then finally, one more piece of uh, news in Matt's Newsings is remember, we want to hear from you. For the last two weeks, we've talked about this. The URL is purplepatchfitness.com slash survey. And this is going to be a survey that's going to take you no more than three or four minutes to fill out. But it is so that we can tailor our programming and the education on this show to suit your needs. What do you want to learn? Who do you want to have on the show? How can we involve and improve our programming to suit your needs and what you're after? The only way that we can understand that is by asking you. And so we're reaching out to all of our audience and say, hey, let us know what you think. What are we doing well? What can we improve on? You can give us the full landscape. And I promise you, we read every single one. And all it takes is about four minutes of your time. Reach out if you have any questions, info at purplepatchfitness.com, or just head to the link in the show notes. And of course, the direct URL, if you might be listening right now, is purplepatchfitness.com, and it's slash survey. Takes you three or four minutes, really, really helpful. And I tell you what, we will be forever grateful for you. All right, with that, it's time to get on with the show. It's a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, Barry, I get to say to you, it is time for the meat. And potatoes. Yes, folks, the meat and potatoes. And let me tell you, next week is going to be our final 
case study. And what we're going to do next week, we've talked about so much success, we're going to title next week Cautionary Tales. That's going to be a few of the common mistakes that we've seen or athletes that have struggled through some of the pitfalls that we want you to avoid on your performance journey. So that's next week. And that's going to be a little bit more of a preventative measure rather than just inspiration as it is today. But, 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 this week, we are expanding our lens and we are looking beyond those competing in athletics and sport. We are going to go to a focus on setting a path to sustained high performance. And that sustained high performance is around work and life. That's going to be our focus. Now, I should say that this is a hot topic right now. In fact, there are a lot of performance experts out there and they are talking about many of the concepts that we're going to discuss today. And it's great because they're raising it in the public consciousness. It's a little bit of the zeitgeist bubbling up here. Experts like Peter Atia and Andrew Huberman, you know the folks in the cast, and they are really focused on helping people show up better for longer. And that's super. But in many ways, many of the concepts that those experts present via their books, via their podcasts, they are concepts that we've actually been applying successfully for years across all levels of performance. In fact, recently, we just completed a really compelling white paper. And that white paper was all around the subject today, sustained high performance. Now, in the white paper, we present our observations, much of the peer-reviewed research that's out there, as well as some incredibly compelling insights from a performance survey that we did with 50 of our high-performing C-suite executives focused around the topic of individual and team performance. So we thought, as we're talking about it on today's show, we wanted to give you the opportunity to have a read of the white paper. We would be happy to send it to you if you're interested. If this subject is important to you, maybe you're a busy executive, whether you're interested in becoming a better leader or helping your team perform higher, all you need to do is reach out to info at purplepatchfitness.com and we will send you a free copy of the white paper. Now we're gonna head the, um, add the link in the show notes so that you can download your copy. You can do it straight from the website. It's absolutely free and it's a pretty compelling piece that outlines a lot of the topics, the research and some really interesting findings from 50, 50 surveyed C-suite executives that really reveal some of the prioritization and the impact of taking on the journey that we're talking about today. So reach out, info at purplepatchfitness.com or head to the link in the show notes. We'll be more than happy to share it with you. All right, with that, let's get back to today's show because you might just want to listen to my golden voice and you might not necessarily need to read a white paper. So I hope that today's show is going to provide some inspiration to those that are struggling. And when I mean struggling, I mean struggling to perhaps adopt some of the performance habits or successfully integrate sport into their life. And in many ways, if this sounds familiar to you, and then this is the show, because I think this has a huge opportunity, a huge opportunity for you to absolutely drive your performance needle. But what we need to do is lower the barrier of entry to simplify things a little bit, to make it actionable for you. And so we're going to talk about someone that did this successfully. And he's a great guy. His name is Vijay. 
And that's his real name, VJ. He's an athlete that I've worked with. In fact, I've worked with two VJs, interestingly, over the course of my career one-to-one. Now, as ever to frame our discussion today, we're going to go through the familiar format around case studies. Firstly, I'm going to do a little bit of a profile of VJ, and then I'm going to outline his situation and the challenges that he faced. And then we're going to talk about the intervention, if you want to call it that, the approach that I took to try and start to facilitate some change. And then, of course, to finish, we want to go through some of the outcomes and results, as well as any applicable lessons that we might have. So that's the flow of today's show, the very common single case study that we're going to get in. So without further ado, let's kick off with the profile. All right. So Vijay, he is a husband. He's a father of two great kids. I've met them both. Uh, They are 8 and 11 years of age, and he is 46 when we're telling this story. It's a year or two ago right now, but he was 46 years of age when he joined on, and he's a very busy professional, highly committed to his work as a leader in a mid-sized company that is on a high-growth trajectory. So all is good in the world. Great family, highly committed, super job, fantastic. Now, with Vijay, there is a lot for him to focus on because there is a large opportunity ahead of him. He's in a company that has high growth trajectory and is ambitious and and he's really committed to it. And he has a host of competing demands. You might be listening and saying, yes, so do I, because it's very common. A host of competing demands and I would say pretty large responsibility. Now, he brings, and I want to underline this, he brings, at the time of us talking about him, he brings a lot of value to the team and the organization. So he hasn't got his performance recipe sorted yet, but he does bring a lot of value. That's never in question here. He is personally ambitious. He works hard, but he also really believes in the purpose and the direction of the organization. And so that really makes him a team player. He is an integral part of this organization that is on a little bit of a rocket ship. And Vijay, he's not, on the other side of the equation, he is not an athlete. In fact, he has no passion whatsoever for fitness, sports, doesn't really care too much about what he eats, etc. And he told me right at the start, I don't want to be an athlete. I've got so many other things. I want to show up for my family. I want to show up for my friends. I've got very committed to my work. And so I don't have an interest in being an athlete. And yet here we are almost thrown together. And so I should add, when we go now into the challenge of Vijay, is that Vijay is smart, clearly. He's smart and he's smart enough to know aspects such as sleep, improving fitness, some quality eating, They're all good for you. But the truth is that it really never been a priority. So going to look at things and say, yes, it's really good for me. But he never really engaged. He never successfully strung together any sort of program, as you would call it. In fact, any historical efforts at kickstarting a program have just very quickly fallen off. It just doesn't feel good. It hurts him, basically, is what he says. Just like, it's not fun. I don't enjoy it. And so therefore, it falls down the pecking order. And the truth is, when we meet each other a couple of years ago now, Vijay is really quite lost of how to start and what to do, what to even focus on. There's just so much to consider. 
And he started to listen to a couple of the performance experts that we mentioned today. But it's like, there's just so much intermittent fasting, cold plunging, quality eating, trying to get sleep hygiene. I know that I have to move my body. What about strength training? And it's just a blizzard of confusing and quite often very, very deep advice that doesn't feel like it necessarily relates to him. And some of it is conflicting. And so it's really, really challenging. Now, let's pause here quickly. And let's just consider this profile and very common situation, because I think it's important to go beyond VJ in this case study. This is incredibly, incredibly common. We have a highly valuable employee who is committed, who is showing up and is eager to perform. And he's absolutely providing value to the organization. And it just so happens that this employee does not value or necessarily be able to prioritize fitness and performance habits. And with that, he has absolutely no roadmap to develop a program. He doesn't know where to start. And he has very little to no support or accountability around it. And so amongst his higher competing demands, that are all priorities, whether you go through family, including two kids, or whether you talk about the roles and responsibilities where every single week is just a juggling match of just keeping things together. He doesn't have the value, the time, the energy to commit to a performance journey. And that's true. And so he's able actually to go through life being successful and providing value, but ultimately is faced with an indisputable truth. And that's that VJ, like the many common situations that are just like that, VJ is leaving performance on the table. There is insurmountable evidence. It is a cascade of evidence that points to the fact that his current habits and approach will have a direct negative impact on cognitive function. So for VJ, that's things like information processing, memory, decision-making, the ability to focus, all really important when you're juggling and trying to leverage maximal executive function across the many roles that he has at his organization. So cognitive function, a direct negative impact. It has a direct negative impact on his daily energy levels and his energy stability throughout the day. In other words, how he can present, what he brings. Is he bringing his best version to himself, to the roles that he has? Absolutely not. It has a direct negative impact on his physiological resilience, including his immune system. He is more susceptible, not just to fatigue and dips of energy, but actually getting sickness more frequently and probably getting worse sicknesses. And it also limits his capacity physiologically and I would say intellectual or mental capacity to meet the demands of unexpected and uncontrolled stresses. And so it's all the studies are actually starting to show now and all the research is starting to show how people met with the challenge of one of the largest societal challenges and an unexpected negative force that occurred or stressor that occurred in the recent time, how people met the pandemic, those that had weaker performance habits, 
less inclined to do exercise, were less equipped to meet those demands generally, let alone if they actually captured the horrible illness that is COVID. And so therefore, there is indisputable fact that is facing VJ at this time, that he is leaving performance on the table. There's also a truth that at 46 years of age, if we start to cast a longer lens on this, he's also setting himself up for health battles ahead. In fact, the reason for this, the number one reason, and there are many, but let's just talk about the number one reason. The biggest, most important preventative measure that we can take for almost every single major sickness out there, whether it's cancer, whether it's cardiovascular disease, whether it's diseases related to cognitive function, such as dementia and now Alzheimer's, the list goes on. The number one thing we can do is consistent physical activity. Now, there's a little bit of conflict, or I'm not sure that we really know yet which has the biggest impact, whether it's strength training, whether it's cardiovascular training, so endurance and training, including high intensity exercise, which one has the biggest preventative measure. That's a little unclear, but I tell you what, do both of them and you covered all your bases. So we know that VJ isn't doing this and he's setting himself up for real battles ahead, a real loss of the ability to show up. So there's no way of showing up his best version of himself right now, but in the future, it looks grim with his current approach. And he might not be experiencing, even aware of the negative impacts of this approach, at least yet. But he is absolutely setting himself up with his current status that we find him in at the time of this. He's setting himself up for later stages of life to be inclusive of reduced functional capacity and much greater risk of major disease. So what can we do about this? Well, clearly VJ and I, this is two years ago when we're sort of painting the landscape of where we was at this time. Clearly VJ is ready to take a step because he's having a discussion with me. So what's the intervention? What do we actually do in this case? Well, unfortunately, there tends to be a pretty binary lens on current status. And so we tend to approach these things as I'm an athlete or I'm sedentary. I'm good or I'm bad. I'm a champion or I'm a failure. And when you have someone like Vijay in his situation, this sort of black and white binary type lens on things only tends to leave, I believe, to a perception that what it takes to be successful is some form of radical intervention, some conversion therapy that takes VJ, who just doesn't prioritize it now, to some health nut, fitness freak. He's got to turn into an athlete. And to someone like VJ, when we find him here, that's unsavory. As he said to me, I don't want to be an athlete. The good news is that he doesn't need to become one. In order for VJ to experience, and I underline this, at least I verbally underline it, in order for VJ to experience radical performance gains in how he performs in the workplace, how he shows up for his family, including his daughters, and what he can do to positively impact his health span, he doesn't need to be an athlete. Success is different from the athletic journey, but really small and simple actionable steps can have 
a, and I say this deliberately, seismic emotional and physiological performance impact. Seismic, huge. So when we think about growth opportunity, an athlete like Chris Hughes that we talked to last week, he was struggling, he was frustrated, and he sorted out his recipe and he got a big performance jump from it. It went from injury cycles and not enjoying the sport to consistent podiums, and that's great. But the delta for VJ to go from leaving performance on the table and laying out a runway to a really negative health battle ahead to actually seismically changing things is actually not that complicated. It's not that big of a leap. It's hard because it's behavior change, but by getting him to build small victories, we can have a huge imprint. He's got the largest growth opportunity, and that's the irony of this. You get someone that's sedentary, and you turn the dial, and the performance imprint is way bigger than any training athlete could ever expect to gain by just sorting out their training recipe, sorting out the performance habits, shifting their lens on their approach to their sport. So that's the good news. We have a great opportunity to have a sizable imprint on VJ's life. Now, what VJ needed was two things, just two things. Number one, a purpose, and number two, a plan. And that's what I wanted to do with him. VJ, you need a purpose and you need a plan. So let's tackle off on the purpose first. Now, the best way to get a purpose, because when you're purpose-driven, it helps everything. It helps commitment, it helps accountability, it helps enjoyment, and it helps frame the program ahead. So in order to gain purpose, it can't be me delivering that as the coach. It has to come from VJ in this case. And so I just guided him to purpose with a few questions. The first question I asked was, what's really important to you? Vijay, what is really important to you? Big picture, okay, strip it all down. Don't worry about, oh, I wanna get a promotion. It's not stuff like that, but when it comes down to you, you as a human being, what is important to you? What matters? That's a good question. And here are his answers. And he spent some time on this, by the way. He came back and he said, number one, I wanna be a great husband and I wanna be a great dad. And with that, I wanna be a really good example for my kids. Super, that's great. The second thing he said is, I wanna have real financial security. It's important for me. I wanna have financial security for my family and the future. So I don't want to have finances be a limiter across myself and my family, great. And his third thing that he said, and it might sound ironic, ironic when you hear this, the third thing that's important was his health and happiness. Well, that's great. And he also added, and I think this is important context, so we should go through this, but he added that a big part of the reason that he's so committed to work and success in the workplace, and he's, remember, he's a part of a company that's on a high growth trajectory, so there's a big potential reward for him and the other teammates that he has. But a big part of the reason that he's so committed to work is that he's eager to show his kids the value of work. And he also hopes to deliver financial prosperity for the family. So that's great. So he is 
by his definition providing a good example for the kids and he's on the road way to actually developing financial security so that's all great can't argue with it whatsoever so we've got the list we've got financial security we've got being a great role model and a great and being able to show up for kids and uh, and his wife and uh, and the third thing was health and happiness so i followed up with a subsequent question so to go, okay vj zoom forward 10 years what would your ideal life look like well it's no surprise the first thing he said is i want to have an established platform of financial freedom and prosperity nothing wrong with that whatsoever i want to secondly be actively engaged with my family and particularly my kids doing fun things and that's great and then thirdly he said i want to have a shift in my life i'm working like a dog right now i want to have a shift in my life towards more balance that includes freedom to do more adventures ah now we're getting somewhere because we're starting to hone in on that word do you remember what we talked about two things that he needs purpose and a plan so just by asking those two questions gave vj pause it was almost forced reflection and of course i should have just kept quiet here but i couldn't i nudged i remember it clearly and i just thought you know what in for a penny in for a pound vj you highlighted things that are really important to you in your life and you also painted a picture of your ideal life in 10 years time so on a weekly basis how much true honest focus are you applying to making these things a reality think back remember what we talked about you got the priorities we don't need to go back over them what are the things where you on a weekly basis how much energy willpower focus are you giving and applying to making these things become a reality well number 1 your health you have very few habits that actually foster improved health but one of your stated goals and purposes is to be healthy and happy your work you're actually not turning over every stone to deliver sustained performance all of the research shows it all of my observations of coaching people just like you show it you are actually leaving performance on the table because of a lack of prioritization folks remember to read that white paper you'll start to get the picture on that one and finally your best you you are not investing in your future self outside of your really high work ethic that's driving towards financial prosperity so you might be driving there although i'm still arguing that your contributions are not what they could be because of a lack of a platform of vibrancy and health but on top of that you're driving towards that you're working really hard but you're not investing whatsoever in the other components and so for me vj you're at risk and you're at risk of underperformance number 1 In other words, I believe you're unable to actually truly fire on all cylinders on a daily basis. It doesn't mean you're not valuable. It doesn't mean you're not doing your job. You're great. You're value. You are a teammate. But there's more there. There's greater opportunity, and it's relatively low on the investment scale. Remember what we talked about. Small changes have huge imprint. So you're at risk of underperformance. I believe as a performance coach, and number. 
Two, you're at risk of a low capacity to be able to live your life with your kids, to go on adventures that you say is your mission, your purpose, your goal. You're not going to be able to hike, throw balls, keep up with them with whatever they're into. And I can't even pretend to predict what your kids will be into. They're eight and 11. It's going to be a whole bunch of stuff. But you're not going to be equipped in 10 years time to be able to do it. You're going to have that bad back. You're going to have reaching out and having to use the hand rope. You're just going to be at a lower capacity, let alone your heightened risk for all of the major diseases out there. But remember, VJ, you don't need to be an athlete. You don't need to become a fanatic. You don't need to be a fitness zealot. That's not what we're trying to get here. What I want from you, VJ, is a three-month commitment. And that three-month commitment is going to be focused on some really, really simple habits that are highly targeted. So we're going to go on a journey to, focus, to find out what the things are that you should focus on and really easy to implement. Okay, so it's, it's, not, it's going to be incremental stuff. But this should be about building mini victories. This is not about athletic conversion. This is about building mini victories. So you can show up. And at the end of three months, We'll just see where we're at. How do you feel? What's your energy? Where are the aches and pains that you have reported that you've got? All of those components, just how are you? How's your happiness? How do you show up in work? How's your energy? That's the stuff we're going to be looking for, not how fast, how powerful, or anything else, but how you're showing up qualitatively and underlying it, by the way, quantitatively. There's going to be more of that in a moment. And so a three-month commitment and then the opportunity to assess. Now, I had a kicker here, as I alluded to. We want to try and deliver to you, VJ, results that are measurable. I know that's in your DNA. I know that's what you're after. So why don't we set up an approach that, again, is not a tidal wave of fitness conversion therapy, but is a shifting habits, but can deliver to you qualitative and quantitative results. And so... I might add, kicking, screaming, under protest, VJ was in. And he was going on the journey. So now we get to the intervention. And the question should be, you to me, what was his training plan? And the answer to that is, there wasn't one. There wasn't a training plan. Here's what we did. Here's the approach. Very, very simple. The first thing we did is we redefined and relabeled our four pillars of performance. Because talking about things in terms of endurance training, strength and conditioning, nutrition, recovery, that sounds very athletic here. Yeah? So I just reclassified them for VJ. Movement, strength, all right, lift heavy things if you want that. Eating habits, opportunities to renew and sleep, more accessible language, and that's important he doesn't want complexity. He doesn't want to be blinded by science. Really simple stuff. You need to move a little bit. You need to lift some heavy things up. You need some eating habits and very simple stuff, including hydration, of course. And I want you to actually integrate, under the guidance of me, opportunities to renew, prioritize sleep. Really accessible. <laughs> that wasn't the end of the intervention, by the way. Probably wouldn't have been successful if we did that. The next step then was to align on VJ's baseline. And so we did two things here. The first is I wanted him to send him through a performance survey. 
that we have designed actually. And what I was assessing there was a baseline indication of what he was currently doing, his practices, his habits or lack of habits, but also just his perception on daily energy, mood, his ability to focus and all of the things that we talk about that we think should improve if we actually have a positive intervention here. And so that was, of course, digging into the qualitative side of stuff. We then, as I talked about right at the top of the show, we sent VJ through Inside Tracker because I wanted to get a landscape of his health profile and his performance profile. And Inside Tracker was really important because I'm not worried about disease being present or high risk of cardiovascular disease as much as I am about a performance lens. So are you actually in a state where it's impairing your ability to focus your stress levels and components like that? And so we sent him through, he just went and did a, uh, in fact, he didn't go anywhere. He had a mobile drawer, came straight to his house, had the blood assessment. We ran it through the profile and we got a really clear picture of this. So it was very, very simple. We had a couple of um, a couple of uh, indications from a performance survey. We went through an inside tracker assessment. And then the one other thing that I did is passively, I just tracked some of his habits. What I did is I put a thing like this on if you're watching, an aura ring, and I asked him to wear it for a couple of weeks. Don't even think about it. And, uh, and he just went through, and what we got is an indicator of his sleep hygiene, the quality of sleep, uh, his resting heart rate, and some components like that that could give me as the coach the data. I didn't really want him to have it. I didn't want him to fall in, but I wanted to see what he was actually doing. Because quite often, what people think is occurring is not actually what they're doing in real life. And so those were the three main things that we went through. And the result of all of that process was really clear. Firstly, there were plenty of high growth opportunities around several central health parameters. He had clear areas of performance limitation around energy and cognitive function. He had very, very clear elevated stress levels, suppressed vitamin D and B vitamins, and that can lead to lethargy, and lower than preferable iron stores and ferritin levels, which is your stored form of iron. So he had a lot of contributing things that left him feeling a little bit lazy, tired, fatigued, but he would just battle through. He was tough. He showed up. He still provided value, but just as I anticipated, performance was left on the table. And he had, through his performance survey, which I might add, he answered honestly, a whole bunch of fluctuations in his daily energy, his mood, and his ability to show up. So clearly, the proof was in the pudding there. Now, when we tracked his sleep, of course, he didn't get near, near as much sleep as he thought he was getting, as he reported in his performance survey. And when we tracked it for a couple of weeks, it wasn't near. And also, there were consistent, consistent negative impacts in the quality of his sleep based on what was going on at work, and also alcohol consumption. Really, really interesting, and of course, very, very common. So what this gave us was a minefield of individual areas that VJ could improve. And of course, that's not surprising. He had a blizzard of things that he could improve. But here we are. It's very, very easy for that to be overwhelming. And in fact, if we just tried to focus on all of those opportunities, it would be overwhelming. And no doubt, it would lead to failure and frustration. So the key here was that 
we wanted to focus on the very easy to implement habits that will provide the greatest impact on elements such as Vijay's mood, his focus, his energy. Because what I wanted to try and get to was a little bit of instant gratification. Hey, you're kicking and screaming, you're under protest. Why don't we go and do this? Let's see what happened. So I wanted to look for the things that could actually shift the needle pretty quickly in the things that he could feel. But underneath that, beyond that, driving behind it, I also was hopeful to start to turn that or tanker of health around and start to head it in the right direction. So there's a longer term component too, but it's important that you get a little bit of instant val uh, validation to then build on. In other words, I wanted to not try and jump all the way across the valley of performance. And instead I wanted to first build mini victories so he could get out far enough that then he could continue to build and build and build to ultimately shift behavior. So the result of my mission there was that Vijay's commitments to begin had to be really actionable and accessible. And I think that's important. I think quite often coaches tend to overcomplicate. They try and change too much at one time. They try and look far into the future and say, I can get this guy here. He's got great opportunities. So we're going to drive towards it. But a little bit of patience on the coaching side can get the snowball rolling and that becomes really helpful. And so we organized it very simply under the four pillars. Remember our new, more accessible language pillars except just for VJ. And so endurance, which we have labeled for VJ movement, was really simple. And that was easy movement almost every day. So the majority of this was walking. He was sedentary. So I just wanted VJ to most days of the week walk. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 minutes, depending on what time he had, depending on his energy levels, but integrate some really simple walking into every day. And then once a week, just once a week, he had to commit and the first few kicked, screamed, a little bit of fear, understandable fear I might add, but he had to do one, what I would label high intensity training session. I'm not trying to convert him into an athlete, but one high intensity training session. And what that was, was a series of 30 second efforts at about eight or nine out of 10, his perceived effort on a rowing ergometer, something that was non-weight bearing, a little bit safe that he could go and do. He had it right in his office and a series of these boom, 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 bouts of 30 second effort. Overall, that took about 15 minutes for him to complete once a week. So all he had to give me was 15 minutes a week. Everything else was accessible movement. And I encouraged him, he lives in the Bay Area, I encouraged him to go over variable terrain, go and walk in the neighborhood hilly, the next day go flat. A little bit of spice of life, choose a different route, just get outside, hopefully in daylight, but outside every day walking. So that was the movement. Really simple stuff, yeah? In strength, what he did, and I was so happy he did this, but he decided to join the Purple Patch Strength classes that are twice weekly at the center. So he actually came to the performance center here. Now he was under the guidance of Marsha, who is our strength wizard, and she built a program around VJ's starting point. So his current status, and it was really quite basic. But what he had and what he benefited from is twice a week he had a commitment. And that was a 45 minute commitment twice a week that he showed up. So there's accountability. 
And he did it within a community of small group athletes. So there were just three or four folks that showed up and he had that nice shared accountability. And that became really the anchor point of his quote training. So twice a week he was doing strength, once a week he was doing really short sprints that lasted about 15 minutes. And then every other day, he just had to be outside walking. Occasionally he had a day that he didn't get it in and he just stayed in all day, but that was the overall pattern, okay? And that was the strength and the movement component to it. Around eating habits, we didn't throw him on some special diet. We didn't intervene with intermittent fasting or anything like that. Here's what he did. After every session of movement, so if he walked outside, if he did his rowing ergometer, the twice weekly strength sessions, after each of those, I wanted him to consume calories. And I gave him some uh, ideas on what that could be. Might be a tortilla with uh, eggs and avocado in. It was a little bowl of oatmeal that you can actually get at the community store right here, but oatmeal with a whole bunch of nuts and some fruit in, some really nice stuff, but really simple. That was number one. Okay, just consume calories after every time that you move your body, okay, whether it's strength or just movement, super. The second thing that I asked him to do was kick off the day every day with hydration. So when he first woke up, he always loved his coffee, but with that coffee, I wanted him to have a liter of water. And then I asked him to consume three liters over the course of the day. Now, just like me, VJ is not a huge water lover. And so I had him integrate the 250 milligram precision hydration tablets in there. And just like me, it became quite addictive because it was just a little bit of personality in there, but none of that sweetness. And it certainly didn't have much or really any sugar into those tablets at all. So he leveraged precision hydration. Not an athlete, leveraged precision hydration. And the third habit is don't eat too close to bed. That was it. I want you to finish your last meal at least three hours before bedtime. That was the nutrition program. Notice that I'm not shifting what he's eating too much. I'm just getting him to integrate habits. And then under the renew category, very simple. I wanted accountability to go to bed at the same time every night, okay, within a 30 minute swing or so, but try and get into a schedule where most nights you're going to bed at the same time. And I asked him to commit to at least seven hours of sleep. And you know what? He did. He did it. And the one other thing that he did is 10 minutes every day, he gave himself downtime, what we might call rest or rejuvenation, where he just had to close his eyes, no screens, right after lunch every day, and just lie down, sit down quietly, and just <sighs> restore 10 minutes. That was the program. Think about that. I haven't talked about specific macronutrients. There aren't really any specific training sessions. There isn't any recovery socks or pads or gadgets or anything like that. It's super, super simple. And the one other thing I asked him to do every single week was a strategy for effectiveness. I wanted a weekly planning session on Sunday afternoon that plotted his week of work, prioritized his meetings, all of his commitments with his family, and also integrate and commit to, on the calendar, his planned movement. So strength workouts here at the center, his daily walks, etc. And there'd always be some flex, but I wanted him to go through a little bit of planning. That was it. And what I asked him to do, for the most part, that was it. After three months, we said, let's just see where you're at. Very, very simple program. 
Now I held him to account every week. We had a discussion. We tinkered occasionally. He fell off the wagon because that's really normal. In some areas, he did better than others. But generally, my role was to course correct around these commitments, this contract that we had. These are the things I want you to do. Very accessible and not massively, massively huge in terms of time commitment. And so it was quite easy for him to integrate this into life. And it became very simple. Now, I believe that the success that we're going to get to for VJ was around the first two elements, which was, I want you to develop habits, and these were quite easy to become habitual. And secondly, I want you to focus mostly on feeling. And so that was, I think, really important because the quantitative results, when it came to some of the health parameters that I glanced over in the start of this discussion, but really didn't dig into too much. Privacy is the thing, obviously. But the quantitative results, that oil tanker of moving the health project, that was going to take a long time to lock in. And so I felt that it was really important that we just focused on feeling. Now, there's one more thing that I should dig into here as we think about the program in the three months as well, and that was his accountability. Because I do believe, I'm a strong believer, that without accountability, we're never going to be successful. VJ's accountability, very clear where it came from. Number one, his participation in a strength class, and that's his teammates there as well as Marsha that helped make it fun, but also created an anchor point for every week. And the second, of course, was my weekly check-in with him. And I didn't dive into metrics on that. I didn't obsess or assess his performance outcomes. And what I was just seeking for, as I talked about before, was habits, successful completion. Just check it off. So the first real results came in about one month in. VJ complained about this approach for about 10 days. He said, it's too tough. I can't do it. I've got too many other things going on. But you know what? He stuck with it. And after about 25 days on the program, he called. And he said, Matt, I just noticed I bound upstairs. Yeah, my flight of stairs at home, I bound. I always walk slowly. I grabbed the rail. You know what I did? I bound up the stairs. What did I say, folks? Mini victories. That's an important thing. Soon after, VJ started to report improvements in mood and energy. Remember, he's not an athlete, he's not training, but he started to enjoy the process. It was becoming habitual. And when things got sidetracked, because they always do from either social engagements or travel, he started to learn how to get back on track again and not let him unhinge the bigger plan. Now, at the end of this, it was actually four months. And after four months, he went back through Inside Tracker. He redid the same performance survey that we talked about, energy, mood, focus, prioritization. Now, I mentioned it was a three-month commitment, but we ended up needing an extra month. And that was just purely because of VJ's life and logistics. And so we just rolled on and said, let's keep going. Things are going great. Let's check in. So it ended up being almost four months. Let's be honest about that. But the results were clear. Qualitative and quantitative improvements across almost every measurable detail. But more than that was how he felt. He was feeling better and better. Now, as I said, this, VJ, is you developing right in front of your own eyes. It's you developing into a more adaptable and resilient performance-focused human. Without ever thinking athlete, fitness seller, not radically changing priorities in life. 
Well, this story was 18 months ago. And since then, VJ has tweaked and evolved and refined and further improved. And he's still not training for a race. He's not, in the classic sense, an athlete. Although I will say, we believe that everyone is an athlete. But what has happened is he's developed an incredibly strong platform of health. And he's told me that he would never go back to his prior approach. Fitness and simple performance habits are the backbone of his life right now. And ultimately, he successfully transitioned a change of behavior that all fed into becoming a better version of himself. And to me, that is impressive. That demands just as much respect as an athlete winning a race. Now, I hope that VJ's race in life is long and full of vibrancy. That for me would be mission accomplished. On the same side, I'm not holding my breath and hoping for a looming marathon in VJ's future, but hey, we can always dare to dream, can't we? So if you're listening to this and you're struggling, let me tell you, you can do this. You can do this. And it's not just gonna make you feel better. It will help you show up to others in your life, a better version of yourself. You're gonna be more present and it is a path for you to become more effective. If you're interested in digging further into this topic of sustained high performance, remember, we recently compiled a really compelling white paper and we are happy to give it to you free. Remember, it's digging into the Purple Patch approach. It gives you some more of the context around this. A lot of the peer-reviewed research and the performance survey results that we did with 50 of our high-performing C-level executives. Reach out to info at purplepatchfitness.com or head to the link in the show notes to download your free copy. All right, folks, that is performance in life. I will add one more thing. By the way, we do have a leadership performance program. We don't put this on the website. It's not um, actually something that we really promote, but it is empowering. And today's story around VJ and his improvements, we actually help leadership teams go in and individually and collectively as a team, because the accountability and the power of team is important, we help them drive to thriving. And we're linking that with the same qualitative and quantitative outcomes that we discussed today. If you would be interested in that, feel free to reach out, info at purplepatchfitness.com. All right, folks, next week is Cautionary Tales. We'll be good to go. We'll see you then. Take care. Guys, thanks so much for joining and thank you for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the new format. You can never miss an episode by simply subscribing. Head to the Purple Patch channel of YouTube and you will find it there and you could subscribe. Of course, I'd like to ask you if you will subscribe. Also, share it with your friends. And it's really helpful if you leave a nice positive review in the comments. Now, any questions that you have, let me know. Feel free to add a comment and I will try my best to respond and support you on your performance journey. And in fact, as we commence this video podcast experience, if you have any feedback at all, as mentioned earlier in the show, we would love your help in helping us to improve. Simply email us at info at purplepatchfitness.com or leave it in the comments of the show at the Purple Patch page and we will get you dialed in. We'd love constructive feedback. We are in a growth mindset, as we like to call it. And so feel free to share with your friends. But as I said, let's build this together. Let's make it something special. It's really fun. We're really trying hard to make it a special experience and we want to welcome you into the Purple Patch community. With that, I hope you have a great week. Stay healthy, have fun, keep smiling, doing whatever you do. Take care.